and welcome once again to Crossing Borders, the series that brings you folklore, music, and dance traditions from around the world. You are listening to Two Rivers Radio York, broadcast live from inside the Corner Pin Pub, as well as all across the world at wewhomove.org. Crossing Borders is a featured element of We Who Move, a series of visual, audio, and written projects focused on inspiring a new generation of fascination with the folkloric arts and traditions, as well as supporting cross-cultural collaboration and bringing you today's independent folk artists and tradition bearers from across the world. In today's episode, we will answer the question, what is a Bothy? when we are joined by award-winning champion and Bothy ballad singer Scott Gardner of Edinburgh. To explore extended material on the artists, songs, and subjects featured in today's and other episodes, head on over to wehomove.org. That's w-e-w-h-o-m-o-v-e dot o-r-g. Once again, you are listening to Two Rivers Radio York. My name is Genevieve, and this is Crossing Borders. Welcome to the show. There's a farmer up in Kearney, fast kent but far and wide, to be the great Ramdelgi on Bonnie Deverance side. The farmer, oh, yon Muckleton, he is both hard and sair, and the coldest day that ever blows his servants get their share. At five o'clock, we quickly rise and hurry down the stairs. It's there to corn your horses and likewise thrachen their hair. Sign after working half an hour each day the catchy goes. It's there to get her breakfast which generally is bros. We've scarcely got our bros, we'll stop and gin our pints a tie. When the foreman cries, hello my lads, the hour is drawing nigh. At six o'clock the mouse put on to give us a straight work. It takes four of us to mark to her till you could ring her sark. And fin the water is put off with red on the stairs. To get some quarters through the fan till daylight does appear. Then daylight does begin to peep and the sky begins to clear. The foreman he cries out, my lad, you'll stay any longer here. There sucks a you'll get the blue and twa will drive the neeps. And the owls and they'll be after you with strips round their quits. But fan that we were yarn farth and turn a the yoke. The snar dang on so thick and fast that we were like to choke. The frost had been so very hard the pollution would na go. And say your curtain days commenced among the frost and snow. Our horses being but young and small, the shafts they did na fell. And they aft required the settler to pet them up the hill but we will sing our horses praise though they be young and small they far outshine the broadland hands at gang so fall and bra so fair ye will drum they'll give for I'm and gang awa so fair ye will drum they'll give your weety weather and awe so fair ye will drum they'll give I'll bid ye adieu and I'll leave you as I got ye a most uncivil crew. In 19th century Scotland, before the mechanization of agriculture changed everything, most farm work required the use of horses as well as labor by the farm workers hired to care for them. The men would sleep in stark, cabin-like structures known as bothies. Later, the term bothy ballad emerged to describe the songs which these farmhands composed. Unlike some work song traditions, which were created to help workers keep in time with one another, say on board a ship or gathering crops in a field, these songs were created for the workers' amusement and acted as a sort of social commentary on life in the Bothy. Some songs could be quite cruel towards, say, a particularly harsh employer, 
Some were more comical in nature, others more reflective. But no matter which songs you listen to, the lyrics paint a vivid picture of life in the Bothy. Here to join us today is Bothy ballad singer Scott Gardner. Bothy ballads first started being composed in the 1800s and uh, I I would argue are are still being composed today, um, although they're most associated with uh, the horse farming era. When, when the farms started to amalgamate and become more capitalist eh, as opposed to sort of subsistence, if you like, eh, in the 1800s. And um, the way of life meant that eh, people were no longer working on their own family's farm. They were employed to, to work on a, on, a, on a bigger farm. And the Bothies were the... The accommodation, the bunkhouses, maybe you would call it in America, uh, where the unmarried farm workers lived. And uh, because they didn't really have much free time at all, I mean, they would start, they would get up at five o'clock in the morning and they would be, the first thing they had to do was go and see to their horses, kind of groom them and feed their horses. And then they would come back in to the bothy to get their own food, to have their breakfast. And then usually at about six o'clock, they would be out with the horses. If it, if it was light in the, in the winter, they would have other work to do before then. But uh, the horses worked kind of two, two periods of five hours a day, roughly. And the horses were the limiting factor. You know, you couldn't overwork the horses where you could kind of overwork the men. As, you know, the men were more dispensable. So a lot of the Bothy ballads were just songs written about their lives, uh, their work, their kind of social conditions very different from the the big ballads, the muckle songs that you were talking of earlier, in that there's no kind of fairies and elfin knights and kings and queens and all that kind of stuff. It's pretty much just horses and ploughing and thrashing mills and cows and stuff like that, you know. Uh, very sort of uh, a documentary of social history. Not necessarily, you know, some of them you, you take with a pinch of salt because... Um, they were written, you know, one person writing about his colleagues and his friends, you know. And you can just imagine if we were writing about one of our pals, then uh, we'd probably kind of, like, take the piss out of things. You know? Lindenari, 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 Linden
think sometimes people in the late 20th century and where we are now kind of look back as if it's a kind of golden tablet of accurateness when in actual fact there, there is a lot of kind of playing about with the, the actual songs I think. Um, most of the songs I sing are from the east coast of Scotland, uh, be it from sort of Fife, Angus which is where I'm from, uh, Dundee, Aberdeenshire, up to Orkney as well you know. So that is a bloody ball, the Scottish song of farm life and particularly associated with this, the areas where I'm from. If you go online to look up the term boffy, the dictionary will tell you that in Scotland, a boffy is a small hut or cottage, especially one for housing farm laborers or for using it as a mountain refuge. Not knowing the difference, I decided that I was going to go on a little bit of an adventure to find one. As wild camping is legal in Scotland, bothies are there to serve as basic shelter from the elements, usually left unlocked and available for anyone to use free of charge. Far away from anything and anyone except heather and sheep, they are also incredibly hard to find. But as Scott told me when I got back, these bothies and the bothies sung about in bothy ballads are not quite the same. The bothy uh, that's referred to in bothy ballads was a, a building on the farm, uh, and it, it wouldn't be dissimilar in structure to the to the mountain bothies, but um, it would be a, a permanent place of residence where you know the guys would be, they, they would work, they would tend to re-engage every six months or 12 months to a different farm. So the, the, um, the farm workers would go to these hiring fairs around the, around the country, usually within a fairly close proximity to, to where they, they grew up. You know, they didn't tend to go sort of 30, 40 miles until trains became an option. They, they might go into Aberdeen uh, for the feed market there or, or Dundee or whatever. Um, but the, the Bothies that the Bothy ballads refer to are they'd either be part of the farmsteading itself or sort of set off you know, 100 yards away or so from the, from the main farm buildings and uh, whereas the, the mountain Bothies are clearly in the mountains yeah. or the hills it's quite a, it's quite a trek to get yeah. to some of those <laughs> yeah. and they're kind of there because when you're out hill walking or whatever sometimes you need a place to stay the night you know you don't yeah, I mean, did, did you stay there one night? Uh, I did, but Where's because it was freezing. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it was a fire. I woke up shaking at 4 o'clock in the morning. And Sorry. that, and I didn't bring enough water, and I wasn't quite sure if I could drink the water that was in the lock. It looked uh, a little questionable. They always say that any hill walking accident is, it's not just one mistake, it's a the amalgamation yeah. of lots of little errors. <laughs> yeah. But you live to tell the tale. I, it was fantastic. Yeah. Saks month come here to me, so feet and turret tune. They say there was a brass chill and all the country run. We are ringdom day, ringdom a day, oh ringdom a little come a oh. All while I feet me and Ruby never spoke. To come and call the second pair at the hush of Benny Gok. We are ringdom day, ringdom a day, oh ringdom a little come a oh. Our foreman's like a constable, he never falls asleep. It's up and down the long rigs, he never slacks a thit. We are ringdom day, ringdom a day, oh ringdom a diddle come a dandy, oh. The second ballet that's me sail a copier of bruins, raising ragnails on the foreman's heels, I fairly keep maroons. We are ringdom day. Ring dum a day, oh ring dum a diddle come a dandy, oh. The third comes a foggy lawn, no, he's a painted chill. His horse and his harness that I look and wheel. We are ring dum day, ring dum a day, oh ring dum a diddle come a dandy, oh. Sign we have an aura man, he seldom cause the plu. There's a plenty aura jobs and file some nips to poo. We are ring dum day, ring dum a day, oh ring dum a diddle come a dandy, oh. Charney is the bailey and he's a sturdy chill. It's run about the kettle and yuck cigars the bar a reel. We are ring dum day, ring dum a day, oh. Ring dum a diddle come a dandy, oh. 
It's I, Jolly Horseman, no eel going to the plough. The oar a lad to cut and eeps and sharn I fall in poo. We are ring-dum-day, ring-dum-a-day, oh, ring-dum-a-diddle, come a-dandy, oh. We have a gallant catchy deem, her name is Bessie Brown. It would fairly talk a saddle girth, her middle dig young roon. We are ring-dum-day, ring-dum-a-day, oh, ring-dum-a-diddle, come a-dandy, oh. No, the author o' oh, this county lair, you'll want it to be known. Well, just speary at the heron board at the pier of foggy lawn. We are ring-dum-day, ring-dum-a-day, oh, ring-dum-a-diddle-come-a-dandy, oh. That song was called The Hashabenigok, and it was performed by the late Mr. Tam Reed. Tam Reed was and is still often referred to as king of the Bothy Ballads in his native Aberdeenshire. Before that, you heard a lively rendition of the Barnyards of Delgatti. I would humbly beg that you forgive my dreadful American pronunciations of the names of all of these songs. Nonetheless, uh, that track came off of the Bothy Champion of Champions album, which was put together to celebrate 21 years of the McAllen Elgin Rotary Festival of Bothy Ballads. To start off the episode, you heard the great Drumdelgi, or sometimes just called Drumdelgi, as performed by the incomparable Shona Donaldson. One of the things I find fascinating about these songs is that at first listen, you might not think that they're familiar. But the more you listen to them, the more you start to recognize snippets of tunes and lyrics. Um, For example, the song The Barnyards of Delgatti. It took me two months to realize that I already owned two versions of this song. The first was recorded by Gaelic Storm. As I came in my tarmacket, tarmacket for to be, I met up with the farmer's child, the barnyards of Delgate. Lent an addy, true and addy, lent an addy, true and a, lent a lower and lower and lower in the barnyards of Delgate. The second by the Irish Rovers. Similarly, later on in the show, we will be listening to a live version of a song called Sleepy Tune. Sleepy Tune is another of the most famous Bothy ballads and has versions recorded by, say, Gabber Lunzi and Wolfstone, just to name a couple. It happened at the Switzerland, a tired over place. And I get up the inch to pay my watch and pop to chase and singerity and singerity Likewise, if you are fans of Ewan McCall and Peggy Seeger, like I am, you might recall that they recorded an entire album of just Bothy ballads. At the top of the Geriach in the lands a scranky black farmer in Adelsfield did dwell. Where him I engaged a servant to be, which makes me lament I went far frae the sea. No matter which versions you take a fancy to, I invite you to head on over to wehumove.org. There you will find links to all the versions of these songs, as well as lyrics for a few of them, should you take a fancy to learn one or two. You will also find a link on the episode page to a lovely little 30-minute documentary called Beyond the Bothy. I was only a laddie, and I left my home and a feet to be, or a man doing it, Kilglen. It was a big change for a laddie like me to get bros to my breakfast, my dinner, and tea. 
In the long summer days at the cast and the peats, I was sometimes at famished, I could eat my beets. I've nibbled at carrots all night till i It's a long time on bros tween your dinner and tea. No, that was why it I fell and we Jean. She was catchy at Kelly's, barely turned sixteen. She took pity and sometimes a cookie shed geese as a change to the bros tween my dinner and tea. Oh, they say that the way to the heart of a man is to feed him just up. As best as ye can, maybe Jeanie thought that for she said she'd agree to gie's bros to my breakfast, but nay to my tea. And there's folk that have thriven on hodden and ho, and plenty all swear be a bowfy a bros. I dinna misdoot it, but fit a boot three. Bowls of bros to your breakfast, your dinner and tea. At, at that time, generally oatmeal was the, the kind of hardcore diet sense. that people would eat. Um, and sometimes that would be th- three meals a day of what, what was called bros, which is just oatmeal with hot water poured over it. So it's not even as sophisticated as porridge, you know. And they might get um, sort of whatever they could steal uh, or catch in terms of rabbits. Maybe steal some hens from the from the farm. Uh, but the, this, I suppose it was a healthy diet. You know, they would also have milk, milk as well, so milk, milk products. Um, and yeah, lots of, I guess, protein and uh, healthy enough but I think some of them lacked vitamin C in lots of respects you know? yeah. in terms of washing um, they would have a sort of basin of hot water that would get boiled and it would kind of go down through in the hierarchy of the people so the, the foreman the first horseman would get to use the water first when it was clean and then it would sort of work its way down until the <laughs> So uh, some bosses you might have maybe eight, ten people uh, living living in them, you know. And the kind of rule of thumb is that you had one pair of horse per hundred acres of of a farm, um, and you would also have another member of staff if you like. So if you had a four hundred acre farm, there would generally be about eight, eight to nine people working there. Some would live in the body, the unmarried folk. Uh, whereas if you're married, you would tend to live in a cottage or as a cotterhouse, as we would call it. Um, and these were just farm cottages, as, as you see, um, and set usually a wee bit away from the farm itself. And the, the worker and his wife would live there with their family and they maybe have a bit of land out the back to, to keep a cow, to grow some kale, uh, grow some tatties and things like that. Hey. I'm going to start off with it. What was it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do this, but yeah. Start thinking about the lyrics. Well, I'll bet I sound like that. <clears throat> a little craft upon the hill or in the yuppest of these mill Trying always like the time to kill Like Jody McIntyre he had a wife as sweet as himself, and a daughter as black as old Mick himself. They had some fun with a walk of the smell, the muck in a Johnny's bile. But the grip was tight, the vision was thin, the bar was white, the row was white. And second, a saucer never was seen as the muck in a Johnny's bile. Now the daughter had to stray, and if the always started to swipe the grip, the Johnny was swipe in a rot, and he put the muck in a Johnny's bile. Then the Greek comes Jordy soon, and that's seed up ahead the coop. The coop in the toot, and over the shoe, the muck in the Jordy's bile. When the grip was thin, the vision was thin, the bar had light, the row was thin. And second, the saucer never was seen as the muck in the Jordy's bile. 
Through the always she was booed on The Subot kicked on The crumpets of the teeth And the wife is gone And went through Jordy's bear The daughter come through the barn door And seen her mother she lotted the road Ran to the men and fell over the board The muck in the Jordy's bear When the grip was thick The vision was in the bath But narrow was slim And sick in a saucer Never was seen as the muck in the Jordy's bear Through the bowery lap the midnight, and all the rigs with Jordy's sight. They both ran onto a bumpy bike, but muck in the Jordy's pile. The cocks and hens began to crop, and all Betty has tried to sue they saw. The post they shot, they ran away, but muck in the Jordy's pile. When the grip was sent, the vision was in the bath, but now I was sleep. And sick in a saucer, never was seen as the muck in the Jordy's pile. Now a hundred years of pastor mail, horse brothies was the hell was bare. So I'm afraid you'll see the nail of the muck and the Jordy's pile. As folks are dead and a warrant sign, so in case his memory should tie. Just fast, was tuned to keep the end line of the muck in the Jordy's bile. When the grip was thin, the vision was thin, the bath was narrow and slim. And second, the saucer's never been seen since the muck in the Jordy's If you are just tuning in, you are listening to Two Rivers Radio York. My name is Genevieve, and this is Crossing Borders, the series that brings you folklore, music, and dance traditions from around the world. That last track was sung by Joe Aitken, called The Muck and a Geordie's Buyer, and it was sung live at the 2018 Bothy Ballad Competition up in Elgin. Before that was a snippet of The Haffen, otherwise known as Bros A Day, sung by Eric Simpson. And we are currently speaking to Scott Gardner of Edinburgh about Bothy Ballads. I started uh, when I was pretty wee, uh, just uh, I would go along to various local keelies and concerts, and mum would take us along. And when I was about eight or nine, I just decided that I wanted to stand up and sing at one of them. And uh, so that's what I did. Uh, and just sort of through that got asked to go to more festivals and more kind of concerts and stuff and just did that all through my, my school years and uh, still doing it still doing it to this day yeah. summer time in Scotland is the festival time for obvious reasons uh, and I've probably been at one pretty much every week in May and June um, but that's you know that's the prime time for festivals so maybe this year I might go to about uh, a dozen in total, maybe fourteen or something, um, and just all around, all around Scotland. A few. I was I was down at one in Yorkshire uh, just last weekend, but it's mostly mostly within Scotland, um, and each one has its own sort of very kind of community based events, you know. So they'll often highlight the particular musical traditions of that area. Um, for instance, there's up in Orkney uh, at the end of May, and uh, they have a very strong musical community there. Uh, lots of kind of world-class musicians from Orkney, and they celebrate that local musicianship at, at all their events. Some areas of the country are big fiddle-playing places, you know, and, and their festivals will be more fiddle-oriented. Some more piping-oriented bagpipes. Uh, the ones I go to tend to either be a mix of everything or specifically singing related, under, for obvious reasons. Um, and I help run a couple of festivals in the Northeast, which one is very singing related. Um, it's the Calerly Singing Weekend, which is held on a, on a wee farm in Aberdeenshire. And the other one is more of a mix, and it's in Kirrimuir and Angus, which is just a few miles up the road from where I grew up. A few of you might be a bit disappointed to care that I think I've got my bloomers on the night. Oh. I'm sorry. But I did notice that the road there are really marking my feel at home here. And there's whiskey on the tables and a table for the lads. But you might notice I bought a Prosecco up there in the marketplace. And I've never seen Prosecco in a buffet before. <laughs> right, 
I'm going to do a, a chorus, Bothy Ballad. And uh, this is even the first Bothy Ballads that I think I learned. And it's called Sleepy Doom. And it's got a good one chorus, so even proper words so you can all join in. It's Airy Arty 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 Airy Arty Arty and it was written, uh, supposedly it was written by a man called Port Clark um, for, was it Sleepy Tune, when Adam Mitchell was the farmer. And a wee bit of bothy trivia for you here. It's all never come up in a pub quiz, but just so you can it anyway. Um, the scrunky black farmer, was called Daniel Skinner. Adam Mitchell at Sleepy Tune was his brother-in-law. So there you go. It's often interesting, isn't it? As I say, it'll never come up in a pub quiz. But I'll bet I'll be there in the back of your mind. So I'm going to do sleepy tune for you, so please join in. <clears throat> it happened at La Twits and time, I tired of my place. And I get up the inch to feed my fortune for what I chase. And sing highly, I bet they are the answer, highly, I bet they I met Henry Adam Mitchell at the field, we did presume. He's a fair man connected to me by eat at sleepy tune and sing highly at the yardy and sing highly at the yard. If you and I agree, says he, you'll hear the fairest be. For I never bid my servants what above ten hours a day and sing highly at the yardy and sing highly at the yard. If I be true, you tell to me. Think the place would suit. Go with faith, I think I'll young with you, though you're an ugly brute. Dancing, I did, 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 I I was sent to drive it down likewise many bad mills, but soon the rain it did come on in the order count a louse and sing highly at the hardy and sing highly at the young. The rain had still increased, the sun was at the mill for me, all the Mitchell said your bellies for the fell. Sing highly at the hardy and sing highly at the young. But soon the rain it did go on. The day began to break, and our next orders were to scrape where dinners stay the socks on sing highly at the yardy and sing highly at the yardy. Well, ne'er refuse your orders, but there you bid us do. But to eat the scrapings, oh, your sex is a thing we'll never do. And sing highly at the yardy and sing highly at the yardy. Did you refuse your orders? You scoundrels that you are. You bargain for ten hours a day, refuse then if you dare. And sing highly at the yardy, and sing highly at the young. But if the one thing wanna do, the other I can try. I'll go and I'll say the kitchen deep to mix it through the dry. And sing highly at the yardy, and sing highly at the young. The order was to bed at nine and never leave the tune. And for every time we left it, we'd be fined a half a croon. And sing highly at the hardy and sing highly at the young. Now as he was fined one is a time, but never lost the heft. And I myself was fined a pound for turning our account. Sing highly at the hardy and sing highly at the young. But we never heeded our and I we took the pass, sometimes to buy tobacco and sometimes to coo at the last and sing highly at the yardy and sing highly at the young. And now the term it is our and the trifle safely won, and we'll award the rainy muir to hear ourselves some fun and sing highly at the yardy and sing at the young. And then we're out in our the glass garoon, and we'll tell them all the usage that we got at sleepy tune. Sing airy at the hardy and sing airy at the young. And maybe I'll see all that I'll be at just at his dish of bros. And I'll be him a hunky for the dish to snuggery. No, sing airy at the hardy and sing airy at the young. And sing airy at the hardy and sing airy at the young.
you think of the traditional music strongholds of Scotland, they tend to be in the, the rural areas. Uh, maybe not so much in the, a kind of Dundee or a Glasgow compared with a, a Fockabars or a, uh, a Glenwig or, or some place. Um, and just for various reasons, often it, all it takes is in a particular lo- locality one person to be a real driving f- tub thumping force for it, you know. The classic example would be in Shetland where uh, this guy Tom Anderson, who's a fiddle player, and he really felt that the the tradition of Shetland fiddle playing was kind of dying out, you know, and, and he sort of took it upon himself to go into the schools and, you know, bang on the headmaster's desk and say that, you know, you should be teaching this music, you know. And now you would say that Scotland has, uh, Shetland has per capita, you know, the best fiddle playing tradition, possibly in the world, you know, in terms of like really great fiddle players. So that's just really just one guy who was aware that things were sort of, you know, on their arse a wee bit and felt that he should do something about it. Another example would be a guy in a place called Fochabers called James Alexander, a really inspiring, a great musician that, uh, you know, plays lots of things, but it's, it's as, a, as a fiddle player and as a fiddle teacher that he's best known. I think he's maybe retired from sort of formal teaching, but he was essentially worked in the secondary secondary school there and just taught everyone fiddle fiddle player, you know. And uh, he was recently inducted into the the Hall of Fame for uh, Scottish tradition music. And just a really really lovely guy, no airs and graces about him, but a brilliant musician. And you could see how he'd just be such a great teacher and just such a kind of likeable, inspiring figure, you know. Um, and that, that's often all it takes, you know, just for for these enthusiastic, these really passionate people, just, just wherever they are, kind of doing their thing and uh, making these things happen, you know. This is McFarlane and his brother Bobby Bruce. Ah, for the Tybee Tarries, as I this file have been, I'd rather run for here to burst with peasant death machine. I'd rather die for winter breath than pine for a winter love. It's all because McFarlane married Susie. No Susie's conquered feather, and mine would never agree. And I and I get out of that gate, he'd hunt his dog at me. So I sent my friend McFarlane down, see if it he could do. McFarlane, oh, the sprouts of our nebuzi. Ah, did I like McFarlane? I'm soft and yoked estate. His logs would cast a shadow out a sack's fat gate. He's soft as only goblin, sclidry as a skate. McFarlane, oh, the sprouts of our nebuzi. McFarlane's back now up for me, plenty for himself. He raised the lassie's barley scones, her kebbock and her kale. Till her feather cried out, Sprotty man should try her luck yourself. To McFarlane, oh, the sprots of Arnibusy. McFarlane, he's a grimace jail for twenty mile around. The boys photographed the flag, the rotten's fair a tune. But he kippled up his spunk at us, speared and she'd come down. Be mistress of oh, the sprouts of Arnibusy. Ah, then I'll like McFarlane, I'll tell you it's a fact. He's a nose for splitting hailsteins and a humphy back. His legs like gutter perka delka step his knees gink knack. McFarlane, oh, the sprouts of Arnibusy. He said that he was able both to play at gout a little. We all let her out the trickle cask, got a chum for by. And in her, oh, his winners, was it saddest mixed with shunners, with spice for feeding hens at Barnaboozy. An educated ostrich for the wilds of Timbuktu, he has for scraping up his nips, has na them to poo. I oh, never heard the like of what come out on him, moo. But McFarlane, oh, the sprouts of Arnie Booze.
see. Ah, dinna like McFarlane, it's half a bridge through. Up your girl's been with Denton Jock McFarlane's moo. Coon will be grimmer, Zopsy's bros with a skimmer, McFarlane all the sprots of Arne Boozy. No a girl o' the teeth it, snap particularly sweet, but love's the only pain on earth that ever got my greet. It's like a glitch run your heart instead of on your feet, they were aggravated with the set of Susie. No friends and kin philosophers, you've heard that me befell. Never lap in till the middle man, but do your work yourself. Or I'll bet my hem is circuit, you're a day I the market. Like when I put Jock McFarlane down to Susie. Ah, dinna like McFarlane, I'm fairly off a joke. I dinna like McFarlane nor McFarlane's folk. May Susie be in it but the lie, but bring the charms of spartle. Do now the heed a joke of our neighbouzy. May Susie be in it but the lie, but bring the charms of spartle. Do now the heed a joke of our neighbouzy. Those last two tracks uh, were also from the 2018 Bothy Ballad competition up in Elgin. The first was Shona Donaldson, who also opened the episode, singing one of my favorite Bothy Ballads, uh, a song called Sleepy Tune, which coincidentally was also covered by Gabber Lunzi and Wolfstone and a few others. It's quite a famous tune. Um, and the second was McFarlane of the Sprots of Barney Boozy, as sung by Alan Taylor. Um, I don't know how well you could understand all the lyrics, but it's a fun little song um, about a man who's in love with a girl named Susie, but their parents don't get on so well. So he sends his friend McFarlane to go do his wooing for him. And of course, in the process, McFarlane ends up marrying Susie instead. Um I like the song because as it goes on, he starts describing McFarlane and his description gets meaner and meaner. Um, and at the end, of course, it ends with the moral, when you fall in love, you best do your work and your wooing yourself. Once again, if you are just tuning in, you are listening to Crossing Borders here at Two Rivers Radio York and across the world at wewhomove.org. I am pleased to say that coming up on March 11th, the Black Swan Folk Club will be hosting the Rangans Sisters at the National Center for Early Music. You might remember Rowan Rangans from the interview with trio Lady Masery back in January. Well, Rowan and her sister Anna are a unique and unmissable act. Having studied extensively in France and Scandinavia, they have developed a rich artistic approach to the deconstruction and reimagining of folk music from British and continental cultures. Just two days later, on March 14th, be sure to come on out to the Black Swan Inn on Peasholm Green to listen to acclaimed trio Jan Tan Tether, otherwise known as Rosie Knighton, Tess Leslie, and Lynn O'Malley. This trio has already built a glowing reputation all around Yorkshire. A bit later in the month, on March 21st, welcome the Jenny Sturgeon Trio making their auspicious York debut. This Shetland-based singer writes songs rich with imagery, inspired by folklore, history, and the natural world. You might recognize Jenny from the critically acclaimed alt-folk band Salt House. While in her own trio, she is joined on fiddle and guitar by two top-class Scottish players, Johnny Hardy of Old Blind Dogs and Charlie McCarran of Capricaney. Lastly, in the realm of folk concerts, on March 26th at the National Center for Early Music, the Black Swan Folk Club will be welcoming two incredible acts. This night will feature Chris Weil and Julie Matthews, two of England's finest acoustic songwriters and singers, as well as Martin Simpson, consistently named one of the best folk guitarists in the world, 
with a rich repertoire of original songs, traditional ballads, and choice covers. But world-class music is not the only reason this concert is so important. Roland Walls and the Black Swan Folk Club have organized 140 folk concerts at the National Center for Early Music since 2001, providing a highly valued and thoroughly enjoyable strand in its programming. Roland is now seriously ill with motor neuron disease and has been receiving considerable practical and financial support from the Motor Neuron Disease Association. This concert is a charity concert in aid of the MNDA. And so, in addition to a gorgeous night of incredible folk music, remember you will be showing your support for all the years of incredible work orchestrated by Roland and the Black Swan Folk Club, as well as supporting the MNDA. Be sure to remember as well that every month the Black Swan Folk Club hosts a Singers and Musicians Open Night. The more the merrier, so do come on out and share some of your favorite folk songs or just have a listen. say that for whatever reason uh, the, the songs I tend to sort of connect with most are songs that could conceivably have happened within the living memory of someone still on the go. Uh, I mean it's maybe a bit of a stretch to say that now. Uh, you know there's guys who are in the Bothier now in their 80s or 90s you know there's, there's, there's the Bothier system kind of finished in the 50s 60s you know um, but when I was wee when I was when I was 8 or 9 there were still lots of folk around who had lived it you know pretty much any man you knew over the age of maybe 50 had when they'd left the school they'd gone to live in the Bothy and work on a farm for however long you know they might have done it all their lives they might have done it just until they joined the police or they might have, uh, you know, as mechanisation came in, they would, you know, there would not be the jobs in the farms anymore. They might, typically, they would maybe work for the council or drive a lorry or, or, or drive a digger, so that, that kind of job, you know. Um, so you just had that real sort of folk memory. It was just so recent and so, so real that, you know, these guys had gone to live here and, and work here. And it would just be kind of referenced in all sorts of things, you know, just the word bothy and uh, the sort of various things and the, the, the sort of way of life would just be sort of referred to all the time. So I, I would say that's, if I had to reason why I kind of started singing them, I think it was just, they, they were just a much more real thing to me than a song about, you know, knights or, uh, you know, ghosts or... Uh, Mary Queen of Scots or whatever, you know. Not that there's anything wrong with those songs, but um, those were just the songs that I sort of took to uh, when I was wee and still, still enjoy hearing them and singing. If you liked the music featured in today's episode, why not get involved by heading out to one of the many Bothy Ballad competitions that will be happening this spring and summer all across Scotland and even right here in Yorkshire? You will find links to a few of those, as well as Scott's Facebook page and information on the other songs and artists featured in today's episode at wewhomove.org. Please remember to support the growth of folk traditions by getting involved. Any tradition you choose, these traditions are only as strong and long-lasting as those who carry them, and without us, they too disappear. We're already quite a, a distance removed from when these songs were written and the, the way of life that they were about, you know. Um, say that the last 
I'd say by kind of 1950, horses were starting to get pretty rare in terms of, you know, pulling ploughs and carts and stuff. Uh, so that's, what, 67 years ago. Um, and I, I, I guess I, I don't maybe sort of think about how important it is. I just am aware that, that people are still singing these songs, you know, and uh, um, young kids, not, not really some young kids, but, but some of them are still learning them and performing them. Uh, a lot of women now are singing them as well, which uh, was quite a sort of, when I was we say very much frowned upon, but, but just not quite the done thing for uh, women to sing both bands. They were perceived to be sort of men's songs. But nowadays, you have almost at, at the various festivals and body competitions, it's kind of half and half, gender-wise, you know, uh, male and female. Um, so, I, there, there are younger folk singing them. Uh, I, not quite sure how you know in term you know it's fine having folk performing these things but you need folk to listen to them as well uh, so that would be always my kind of I would ha- have a bigger worry about are there going to be folk who are around to listen to them rather than uh, to sing them I, th- I think certainly a few of them will will always be in people's repertoire uh, for whatever reason it, certainly in the part of the world that I'm from the they are just a thing that people do. You know, like uh, playing certain kind of sets of tunes in Cape Breton or playing the pipes in, in Glenwood and all you know, that. That is just a kind of tradition that is thrilled to, to the people of the of that area. That was maybe a bit of a politician's so answer. <laughs> To finish off today's episode, Scott will be singing one of his favorite Bothy ballads, Generations of Change. This has been Crossing Borders here at Two Rivers Radio York. My name is Genevieve. Until we meet again. My father was a bailey Fair we place at Cape He worked on the ground all the days of his life. By the time he made second, he I said he reckoned he'd plowed near on half and east Newco five. He feed on at Randerston, Crawhill and Clappington, Cambo and Carnby and Beggar in his hill. At Kingsbarns he was married and at Borehills he was buried and man had he lived he'd been pluing on still. For those days were his days and those ways were his ways to follow the plough while his back was still strong but those days are past and the time come at last for the weakness of age to make way for the young I was nae for pluing to the sea I was going to follow the fish and the fisherman's ways rain, hail and sunshine I watched the long run line the man mere contented his hail working day I long lined the flood and grand Dutch in the dogger bank put the great fish from the deep Devil's Hole, a side trolled off Shetland and Pharaohs in Iceland, and whether much more than a body could thaw. But those days were my days, and those ways were my ways to follow the fish while my back was still strong. But those days have passed. And the time come at last For the weakness of age To make way for the young Now my sons they have grown And away they have gone To search for black oil In the dark northern sea Like oil men they walk And like Yankees they talk 
and there's no much in common between my sons and me. They've roughnecked on Josephine, forties and Ennian, Dunlan and Claymore, and Fisher and Dock. They've made fortunes for sure, for on one run ashore, they spend more than I earned in a hail season's work. But these days are their days, and these ways are their ways, to ride the rough eggs while their backs are still strong. But these days will pass, and the time come at last, for the weakness of age to make way for the young. Now my grandsons are growing, to the school they are going. The long days of summer they spend here with me. We walk through the warm days, talk of the old ways, the cornfields, the codfish, the land and the sea. We walk through the fields that my father once told, Talk to the old men that once sailed to me. Man, it's been half a good, I've told them all I could. Oh, their past and their present, what their future might be. For these will be their days, what will be their ways. What will they make of their land, sea and skies? Man, I've seen half a change, but it still seems gay strange. They look at my world through a young laddie's eyes. (laughs) 